Okay, this is your reminder that we often record with animals in the house, and that means that they often interrupt us. So if a dog or cat comes on and makes a ruckus, I'm really sorry about that. The other thing is while we do not have explicit content, we do swear a lot. And this is your warning that if you are 13 or under, you probably shouldn't listen, or at least listen with your parents. We would we would consider it a PG-13 movie for the most part. Yes. So welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode 18. This is one we have been building towards for a while because I'm really excited, and we're going to talk about Habitica in a little bit because our guest this week is one of the co-founders of Habitica, Vicky Shu. I am really, really glad I got to spend time with Vicky and got to do this interview. We co-presented at the All Things Open conference this week, and while my live demo of API usage didn't go as planned, we were able to show people how to create a new account and some of the options and the advantages versus the disadvantages of using Habitica, and there was a lot of interest, and that was really exciting. And that's really pretty much the focus of the last week. We oh, had yeah. We had Sofa Wolf in town to finish up the sixth Digger read-along, which will be coming out in a while. I did get an interview with Jeff Eddy, one of the co-owners of Sofa Wolf Press, that I'll be airing in a future episode. And we just had a house full of people, and it was a lot of fun. But the focus for me for the last week has been nothing but that presentation and the demo and how are we going to pull this off and the slides. And everybody who saw it was like, dude, you were jumping off a cliff. You were doing a live demo. You took that risk and more power to you. It didn't go right. But it takes a lot of guts just to do a live demo relying on an internet service at a conference where you may be halfway through it and the conference internet drops out from under you. So even though I was a little embarrassed at the time, I feel really good about even the attempt. Yeah. And I'm going to make it better next time. There you go. So our Wombat Test subject. Uh, I just worked like a dog. Worked like a dog? Yeah. Wait, was I supposed to do something? No, I don't oh, think so. God. No, just work like a dog. And uh, you yeah. were you were doing a lot of the hosting and going around with people while yes I was so. at the conference and things like that. Excuse my, I just discovered my chair squeaks really loudly okay. when I was re-listening to the interview with Vicky, <laughs> and now I feel really bad about it. I'm gonna have to buy some WD-40 and lubricate because every time I lean back a little bit go away from the microphone and then I lean forward and it'll creak loudly and I think that one shifts in weight make it creak Possibly. too so I'm going to have to fix that because it's not good on the ears when you're listening to the recording yeah well anyway I did a lot of the the we have house guests prep and entertainment and whatnot and uh, which is is fine but I am an introvert and so there was a day, thankfully, my buddy Tina is, is understanding when I say, I need to curl in fetal position tonight and not talk to humans. Uh, she's like, cool, I'll see you tomorrow then. So uh, That was the night she had dinner with uh, another group of friends local. Yeah, I think so, yes. Yeah. And uh, so it, it, it's all good. Um, I 
still manage to mostly keep up with my writing. Uh, I am in like the careening madly towards the end of the second book of this series, I, a duology, I guess, I've been working on for 11 years and not straight through. Like, I'd abandon it for five years and then come back and add a couple thousand words. As but, we talked last yeah. week, this is one of those projects that you would poke at a little bit in between other things. And, and finally, the... suddenly, it's done. And, or almost okay. done. And, like, like I am down to, like, there's two gaps in the, the second book where I've written Stuff Goes Here. And, uh, <laughs> and I've sent it off to uh, the editor who worked on the first book. I sent her the second one at the same time, basically saying, check and make sure I don't do anything in the second one that we have to foreshadow better in the first one. And um, then another friend of mine who felt passion, who was one of my, my copy editors and just loved the first one intensely. <laughs> um, I sent her the second one too. And she's, you know, th there's a glorious moment if you're a writer where one of your beta readers is sending you live feedback and it's all like, ah, I love this. This is great. This is great. And you know, they're just about to get to that bit, that bit, that yeah. bit. And I'm like, I'm just watching the emails come in and the like, oh, this is part is messed up. Oh, and then there was just an email that was nothing but, ah! Actually, it was tweets, because I saw it. Yeah, no, I got an email that was just nothing oh, but, Oh, you got an email to go with it. Wow. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just A over and over again. And um, <laughs> that's, that's kind of a moment you live for. You don't usually get to watch your readers read in real time. And uh, unless you're you're making your husband read it. There were a couple times I've had that feeling when we're doing the Hidden Almanac. Oh, yes. The, the <laughs> I have you now, you're just about to get to the... The cliffhanger in, I believe it was last year's plotline. Oh, the Fathers? Yeah. Yes. And I knew that for the people who listen every single episode as they come out, that was going to drive them insane because they wouldn't... It, Big cliffhanger ending right there, and on a Friday, so that it would be three days before the next episode instead of two. And if you're the creator, you feel a little guilty, but also you feel this mad rush of <laughs> gleeful, maniacal power. <laughs> I, uh, and it's not that different in a lot of ways for other, admittedly not considered, and I'm using air quotes here, creative things. When you are writing code and you hit that moment, that aha moment where you're about to do something brilliant and unexpected and hopefully will wow your coworkers <laughs> and maybe no one who's using the software will ever know, or maybe it's that feature that just makes it ding and pop and do something amazing. That's always a good feeling. Yes. Even yes. if it's months before other people get to see it, you know you have done something special right there. Oh, it, it, it's it's been months since I, I it's <laughs> been years since I knew how that that the the big showdown was going to go in the book. Right. And and I will now give props to Kevin for reading it and going, this does not work. It's it's you you have taken away the agency of too many people to pull this off. Yep. And I'm like, oh. You were a little sad about that. I was a little sad, and then I fixed it. Give me credit. You fixed it. You did fix it. Yes, and it still ended the way I wanted it to, but everybody got their agency back. Exactly. Mostly by stabbing other people. That's, it's a fantasy novel. It is a fantasy novel. I, I also had the sort of awkward experience today of... Um, I, I've just been sending copies to like my friends who ask, who are like, I want to read it. And I'm like, okay, here, because I'm bad at marketing. And also some of them are authors, <laughs> so I get like blurbs. 
and um, Cassandra Ka, who's an author that uh, mm -hmm. very should be a better known author. She does uh, very very uh, unsettling Lovecraft novellas. Uh, Hammers on Bone is the first one, and. Um, she was. Uh, I was like, for everyone else, I had a warning. There was a body count, but it's you, so you won't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, she and she loved it, which was was unexpected. She's she's raving about it, and all of a sudden, I have an editor who has bought a book for me in the past, going, "Wait, you have an epic fantasy novel?" And I'm like, "Doesn't everyone?" Which apparently <laughs> was not the answer that I was supposed to give, <laughs> but I assumed everyone did, and because. Uh, and it was like I I would love to publish that and I'm like I already promised this one to somebody else I'm sorry and I, I I'm self publishing and then somebody's doing the print volume but I could write you another one if you like um, there you go <laughs> so I don't it's a strange know. it's a strange world sometimes uh, yes uh, as always this is this is not how um, this writing is not careers go so do not do not expect this experience to happen to you if you happen to be a writer. <laughs> If Ursula weren't so likable, I know several writers who would gladly Have give her killed. a dagger up the strap. It's true. You know, this the last sign being this pain brought to you by, and then yoink, it's over. Well, I the one skill I seem to have reliably is luck, and honestly. People always, like, rush to discount luck because they're like, oh, you know, don't tell people that stuff requires luck. No, stuff requires a shit ton of luck. I mean, I've been here for my whole career, and luck has played an absurd amount of... I, 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 am, I have more luck, perhaps, than the average writer. I also have the stuff to back it up, but there's lots of blindingly talented people who also have stuff who just aren't lucky. And I, this is a fact that haunts me because luck is a thing that, that can stop at any time. Oh, yeah. So even though the running joke with, with our friends is that if a tiger escaped from the zoo, it would eat everyone else in the group and then grant me wishes. Uh, <laughs> and I had at least one of our mutual friends very concerned when we were going to Africa. She's sending me messages. You know this is it for you, right? You're dead. <laughs> And the rhino will grant and, Ursula wishes. And the hippo, because there yeah. were no rhinos in the area. The hippo will grant Ursula wishes. Yeah. And if I, I'm fully ready to accept this fate, because what is more epic than going out <laughs> by hippo in Safari in Africa? That did not happen. Thank God. And it didn't happen again in Ireland. Or, or Iceland. Or Iceland. Or Finland, so it's still dangling over my head, waiting the for the sword next... of Damocles, yes. the hippo of Damocles, the hippo of Damocles. Yes. Uh, it, it's anyway. Uh, and the problem is, it sounds like you're bragging when you say you're lucky. And the thing, and but it has nothing to do with me. I did nothing to deserve this. It, this right. is not a skill. This is just uh, the the universe occasionally rolls loaded dice, and apparently I did it a favor once or something. I don't know, but the uh, the end result is that I keep waiting for my career to dry up at any moment and luck not save me, uh, which is why I also have 10 million things in the fire. See, also dying in a ditch outside of Walmart. Um, and I live <laughs> in this perpetual sort of feeling that, like, I am at the opening line of a novel that goes, everything was perfect until, uh, and then, you know, the terrible... Things go sideways. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, I have sold books through luck. 
I have sold most books through luck, honestly. I had to have the skill to back it up, but the, the foot in the door was always luck. Always luck. And so I'm going to bring up now Habitica because we want to talk about that because there is in some parts of Habitica, there is an aspect of luck. So the first thing I want to talk about. Nice segue. It, you were talking and I was trying to figure out how we were going to segue. <laughs> the first thing I want to talk about is how easy it is to set up a character. We did it live. It takes your username, your email and a password and you have a character. The idea behind Habitica is oh hold on let me move this so that it's a single so that we can see both that and the recording so if the recording goes sideways I know it's happening and I don't yes. talk for half an hour about Habitica and suddenly there's no recording because it would be that sort of week for me alright we'll go to its tasks if it will load my tasks of course now's the time it's not going to work on my oh you know when it's important it's not working maybe that's the secret there's the task. There's the task. So you create your character, and if you've ever played a Japanese role-playing game like what's early good, Final Fantasy, early Final Fantasies, early even Pokemon. Pokemon. Well, even modern Pokemon follows the same sort of yeah. model, or even a tabletop role-playing game. You know the whole idea of creating a character, and you can make it look like you in a lot of ways. There are many pay-for add-ons. You can buy with in-game currency. But there's also a lot of, of basic, uh, you know, you get all your skin tones, you get body types, which is nice, and uh, to give absolute credit where credit is due, uh, they include wheelchairs and other they things do. like that, so they are very, mm -hmm. uh, very accessibility-friendly. Right. If you want to make a character that looks like you, by God. They have a lot of the options, and then if you... Granted, you're only like a couple, you know, you're like, what, 50 it, pixels high, it's but yeah. very much an 8-bit art style, which yeah. is part of the charm. And you start out basically kind of naked. You have your basic clothes, and that's it, because you have to then start you start adding tasks. As part of the character creation, there's also the question, hey, what is it you're hoping to do? Is this for fitness? Is this for personal growth? Is this for work-related? And it will pre-populate some things for you in the different columns when you finally get to the UI. That's also a reasonably new feature that's kind of cool in that it allows you to maybe template out a little bit to get some ideas towards what you're doing. For example, you can actually fill in the to-do draft presentation for all things open because you have done it. It was supposed to be marked done a long time ago, but yes. And then we can talk about adding the to-dos. They have four columns on the main screen. The first one is habits. Habits are things you want to do or don't want to do on a regular basis. So they actually have a plus and a minus. If, for example, I have one for brushing my teeth. That one's kind of left over from when I was having all the mouth issues and the surgeries. It's still important for me to have a button that says I brushed my teeth. Or if I missed it, a minus button so it hurts me a little bit. Yes. And that's the thing about missing a habit or marking the minus on the habit instead of the plus is that the plus helps you, the minus makes you sad. It will hurt you. When we talk about dailies, dailies are essentially repeating tasks. At first, it was just dailies. It would happen every day. And then there was sort of a thing where you could say it's a daily and it's on this specific day every week, but not the others. 
and it was very crude to be blunt about it in how it repeated. It was like you can repeat every X number of days or every day or every particular day, but there was no flexibility around it. So like if you have a bill that you have to pay on the fifth of every month, you couldn't say do this on the fifth of every month, but you could say do it every 30 days, which meant that over time it would slowly drift from the fifth backwards. Yes, which was a problem which, that, that I encountered. Holy crap, what day is it? It's the 25th. Okay, i got to pay mom's rent. It's Wednesday. That was one of the ones I was trying to do every 30 days and it drifted and I took right. it off. So they recently did a huge redesign. And it was a lot of work on their part. But they brought in some really fantastic features as they were part, part of it, including an incredibly flexible repeating system. So now you can say, here's the date it starts on, how often it repeats... And the repeats option is now you can weekly, monthly, yearly. So if you have that thing that repeats every month, you can say what day of the month. You can say what day of the week on a daily. You can say what day of... Actually, it's it's much more of a, a what day of... What weekday do you want to use with it? And when you say weekly, then you get the choice of, well, do you want it on Monday or Thursday? Or you can put in, you can click multiple days. So if you want something that's weekdays only, you say, repeat every week on Monday through Friday or repeat every weekend on Saturday, Sunday. This is one of the best improvements they made as part of this redesign. And it was a really great feeling the first time I opened it up. I'm like, oh my god, look at the scheduling. I can finally schedule these a little better. They also have just your traditional to-dos. Add a to-do. Here's the thing you need to do. Here are notes. Here's difficulty. When's it due? Very straightforward. And one of the things that happens is, as you get closer to the date or maybe you're overdue, it gets redder and redder. Yes. So if you've got, I'm staring at a thing that says uh, tattoo starts January 10th and it's due in three months and I know it's red and there's nothing I can do about it because it's not going to be due for three months and it's just going to get older and redder and older and redder. So my thing would be don't overextend the due dates on your to-dos because if you know you have an appointment that you've got to do on a date that's way out in the future, put it on a traditional calendar. As you get closer, it, you know, like when I do my weekly reviews or... Actually, this is where I differ from Kevin. Yeah? Um, I keep my to-dos on long-term in Habitica because I don't care that it's turned red. Uh, okay. The color red does not offend me, and it's the only <laughs> way that I can keep track of where some of it, because then I know it's in Habitica. Gotcha. And gotcha. Uh, so, for example, I have that the hamster stuff is due December 15th or whatever. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's actually due, like, I think February, but, you know. What? Right. I have we a... Have we have we have a different philosophy on that, and that's the thing. It's very flexible. If you want to have things six months out there on your to-do list, great. If you have something that is... Like me, you don't sit there and go, okay, this is six months out, and I'm going to put it on my to-do list. For me, I would put something six months out on my calendar. As I do my regular reviews, which we've talked about in the past, I go through my 
calendar every week to make sure I'm not missing anything or if there's an appointment I need to be aware of, that sort of thing. Then I update my to-dos. The other thing is that as you complete tasks, you earn in-game currency, basically gold, that you can then use to buy items or a chance at opening the enchanted armoire to get nifty things like special armor or you'll get food for the pets that you can hatch over time because you you can get eggs as part of the rewards for just doing things and then a potion that you pour on the egg and you'll get a pink wolf or a blue a griffin griffin or, or they they have like pets are the super super big thing oh my so God. they have you know Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I don't know what Kevin is on over there. Well, aside from the fact... Uh, oh, I'm not actually wearing anything. I'm not riding anything right now. I have on my... Um, one of the things is, if you go through the Enchanted Armoire enough, there are things like a Plague Doctor's mask and hat and coat. And because of my Plague Doctor, Plague Doctor thing. thing... So that's that. And I've got a scythe. And then there's a special set of challenges and challenges are sort of like group events it's not that you have a a party and everybody's working towards the same thing as it were but there's a challenge that people can join and kind of hold each other accountable without the same penalties of if ursula doesn't quite make the challenge every day it doesn't hurt me like it would in a party but there's a specific set of challenges called the take this challenges and there's a different one every month and it's focused very specifically on self-care, both mental and physical. One month, it's focused on getting the right amount of sleep. Another month, it's focused on exercise. There's a month where it's focused on offline interactions and not spending all of your time in front of the computer, where you're supposed to make a, you know, have coffee with a friend offline, completely disconnected, at least like twice over the course of the month. And as part of that, I got the wings, the angel wings. Oh, cool. So that came from the Take This Challenges, because I went through all of them a while back. The other thing you can earn is you can earn food that you can feed to pets, which makes them grow up to the point where... You can ride them. You can ride them, which means for a while I was riding on, you know, I had the... I was the big warrior on the black dragon with the... With the black wolf pet next to me. I'm currently riding on a, a doom bunny... Yeah, you're on the Doom Bunny. Um, here is someone who bought the... Oh, that's Jen. She's, she's traveling. And I'll tell you about the parties in a minute. Who has the Mastodon mount that if you're a paid supporter or paying member, they give you some extra bonuses like ways to earn limited edition or go buy limited edition things that aren't available in the stores anymore. Or buy more of the in-game gems with the in-game gold that you earn just for doing tasks. There's a lot to it on that side. The big part of it, though, aside from the, hey, if I don't do my tasks, I take a little health bar ding, I maybe... there, There are some consequences to my character. The big thing about it is the groups or the parties very similar to a traditional D&D party or tabletop game party where you have a bunch of friends or a bunch of people with your different characters 
and different strengths because maybe one of you is a warrior and maybe one of you is a healer and maybe a couple of you are, are rogues and maybe you've got a mage or two. And you start to hold each other accountable because if I don't do my tasks, I can hurt the other people in my party. So if I don't get my tasks done, it can hurt Ursula's character. Right, that's the that's the trick, basically, right. is that I might just screw off on my stuff, mm -hmm. but if I didn't write today, all my party members on the quest get a health ding, and the right. monster does damage to them. And you have to be careful with it. Yes. As you, I you found out the hard way. Once. Yeah, I, I had a program I had that was using it to sync across two different to-do apps, and it lost its mind, for lack of a better term. So every five minutes overnight, when it went to check to see if there's anything new to sync, it didn't recognize anything that was already there. So it added them again, and it added them again, and it added them again, and I log on first thing in the morning, and apparently overnight it had added something like 150 of these. It had marked one set as done, and then added another, and added another, and added another. At the end of the day... Total party wipe! <laughs> total party wipe, and I'm looking at this going, why do I have 300, some ridiculous number of, of daily tasks, and some ridiculous number of gold? Because it was marking things as to do as it wasn't doing it. I'd stopped the script, not realizing that it was going to flip things, and killed everybody, and then had to do the cleanup, and the cleanup was no not fun. We were all pretty good-natured about it, because yeah. we're all friends. But, you know. but we're all friends. But that's the thing is, if you have a lot of tasks or a lot of dailies, and you don't get them done, you can hurt other people. Now, there's a lot to be said for if you have a lot of dailies, like 125 things you want to accomplish every day, you have a really good way to look at this and go, I'm trying to do too many things. And you have this nice dashboard that will show you you're trying to do too many things. I also use, they have a way to filter the columns with all do or not do on dailies and active, scheduled, and complete on to-dos. So you can at least filter out things that aren't applicable for that day. If it's not due that day, or if it's not an active task, or it's not scheduled, something like that, you can, you can cut some of the clutter down. I love this thing. Yes. No matter what other system I'm using, whether it's was playing with the paper journals, which I'm still kind of keeping, whether it's Emacs org mode, which is my favorite tool of all time, whether it was Todoist for that couple months until the script was basically unrecoverable or unrepairable, it's always got Habitica somewhere in the back end because I want to be earning the gold. I want to be getting that next pet. However, it, has a it is very good reward mm -hmm. system for dorks. It does, and one of the things that I was talking to Vicky about was retainment. It didn't come up in the interview, but there is this weird sort of curve that she's seeing that she doesn't think other apps really have, and that's. Most people use it for a little while and then the usage drops off. And they'll be gone for a month, maybe two months or three months, and then they come back. The Habitica? Yeah, Habitica. I can totally see that. Because... I did that for a bit, yeah. Because it, the other app or whatever they were using just wasn't, didn't quite click or didn't meet their needs or maybe they just found they missed that extra bit of accountability because you're not accountable to just yourself you're accountable to your friends 
You can form your own challenges. You can join social guilds and groups to talk about things of interest. I keep track of the Emacs Habitica plugin that way. <laughs> uh, and a couple others. But the big thing is just that whole concept of accountability and those little little bits when I check off a task and you know I get that little bit of experience and maybe I finally because it's all random find that one piece of food that I've been trying to get to level my marshmallow pet into a marshmallow mount yes that's an earnable thing that you can buy the quest with in the game and then your party goes out and you get and you fight a eggs. monster. And you fight a marshmallow monster, yeah, yes. as, as part of the group. And everybody contributes damage or whatever based on the tasks they complete. It's really cool. We really like it. We do. We are mm. we are total fan boys and girls. I'm totally obsessed, and I'm... Which means that you will probably understand why Kevin is so excited about the interview that is coming up here. Absolutely. Keep me on track, Sweetie. So we're going to go talk to Vicky. Had a lot of fun with we're going to take a break while you listen to that, and then we'll come back and wrap up the show. Hi folks, I am here with my friend Vicky Sue, who is one of the co-founders of Habitica. I am so excited to have her in town and to be able to do this interview. We've been talking up Habitica for like 18 episodes or something crazy like that now. And this is finally the chance to talk to you and maybe talk to you a little bit about it while you're here. So can you introduce yourself and what you do? All right. Hi, guys. I am Vicky Shu. I am the co-founder oh and Oh, my God. CEO. I've been pronouncing it wrong all this time. Funny story about that. Okay. Do you want me to tangent now or later? Tangent now, and then we'll, we'll go back to the introduction. Okay. Yes. So I pronounce it Shu because for me, it's easier to just point at my shoe. Okay. To tell people how to pronounce it. I know lots of people with the exact same last name who pronounce Sue. Okay. Uh, and I think I have an uncle who, for a while, when he was a grad student in Texas, tried to spell it with an umlaut to get people to pronounce it. Okay. But I say so, shoe, I will not correct people if they're wrong, because no matter what, you're not going to get to shu, which is the Mandarin. That's, no, that's so, fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm know, not. I'm flexible. My, 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 my uh, European mouth is not going to make that shape. Yeah. So, rough. Okay. That was what we were trying with the umlaut, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Uh, CEO, co-founder of Habitica, mm-hmm. and longtime fan. Longtime, yeah. You, you, we met because you're a fan of Ursula's, and that bled into some of the other projects she yeah. and I have collaborated on, and so, yes. so on and so forth. So, how do you keep yourself organized? All right, um, it is actually a weird conglomeration of systems, and I've gone through and tried lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, right now, the cornerstone of my system is Habitica. Right. Uh, the dailies system, particularly to make sure I'm working on what I need to be working on uh, and to-do list. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I have recently also been trying out a flexible version of the bullet journal. Okay. Which I can talk about a little bit. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of people who are, who are interested in bullet journaling, but yes. a little intimidated by all the art posts on like Pinterest. Yes. And yeah. I will say that makes it appealing. But what I rapidly realize is I do not have the patience to sit down and draw nice layouts for myself. And right. I do not have the consistency to continue to keep up with a lot of those mm -hmm. layouts, even if I've spent the time to lay it out really nicely. Right. Um, right. I don't have that notebook with me right now, but I did tackle one of those recently. And I think two or three months ago, it just kind of completely fell off my radar. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Um, so yes, flexible version of the bullet journal. I'm also very aware of getting things done. And actually, mm -hmm. probably without that book, I would not be where I am today with Habitica. Yeah, that's a. It's it's like a cornerstone for a lot of people over the last yeah. 10, 15 years. Yeah. So getting things done, mm -hmm. forty-three folders, that entire space. Yes. So Habitica leads right into what habits and systems are important to you. Yeah. Um, for me. Habitica is what I use to make sure that I am not working myself into the ground. Mm -hmm. um, for a large part of my life, sleeping enough mm -hmm. was an issue. Uh, and balancing exercise and massive amounts of work. Huge uh, yeah. issue. Right? Yeah. And then also the right kinds of work. Because I have a tendency to get sidetracked into the things that are easy and familiar. Mm -hmm. But a large part of my professional life has been to do the hard, heavy lifting work that may not be productive in a tangible sense, mm -hmm. but more about the knowledge work, more about the consulting, right. and having the space to be able to provide those insights that people may not necessarily have the time to have. Right, right. And you, you've had... You've worn multiple hats over the course of your career because I know right now you're a CEO, but you have been a lawyer mm -hmm. and there was something else before that. Yes, uh, I was previously a lawyer who was in-house at a small family-owned trucking company. Okay. Uh, so then I wore my lawyer hat then, but was also getting into operations and some of the finance side. Okay. Uh, and even before that, I was working on and off a little bit in film uh, as a set designer. Ah, well, it is. You do live in LA, and that's yep. one of the big industries right there. So. Yeah, and it wasn't. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a huge part of my career, but it did pay my student loans for some time. So I tend to include right. it. Right. Yeah. And and at that time, were you still using things like GTD, or were you kind of unaware, and that led to getting things done? Or um, I think I was kind of aware. Uh, mm -hmm. I would probably read the book within a couple years of its coming out mm -hmm. um, for set design work that was less applicable, right. mostly because it was a heavy duty system that required a lot of tracking. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've learned about myself over the years is I can get sidetracked tracking all the things and never actually get around to doing them. Gotcha. Right? That's the tough part. That is, yeah. yeah. I can have a giant to-do list, that, but then I actually have to go get it done. And if I'm not getting it done, then what's the point of the list? Right. 
Right. So Habitica mm-hmm. attempts to solve that problem by providing you extra incentives to get to go right. things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we try to also correct for, you know, you have a different negative incentive than you normally have. Right. Uh, in, in, ho- in hopes of balancing that out. So you have some ca- kind of other incentive for like, well, yes, I know I need to turn this thing in. Uh, mm-hmm. There are consequences if I don't pay my bills, for example. Right. But sometimes that's not the thing that actually pushes you to be like, oh, well, you know, I want to go get that thing done. Mm-hmm. It's it's There's that aspect of group accountability or yes. social accountability that comes in with Habitica. Yeah. So what would you say has been the biggest help or best advice or... Oh, man. <laughs> that's always a tough one, right? <laughs> I can talk a little bit about my recent modification of the bullet journal system. Yeah. Um, I actually I have it to show you. Ooh. I know this is show and tell time. I love it. I know um, this is radio, so mm-hmm. it's not quite the same. Um, but this is always kind of hilarious when I pull this out. Yeah. And then so, you are using oh, you're using like a is that like a trapper? Like an old this school. Is, yep, this high is like school. a vintage wow. trapper keeper kind of portfolio yeah the old the old mead portfolios wow that's pretty awesome yeah this is actually it's got a copyright 1996 so this thing is vintage now yeah that is that one (laughs) wow i okay so i'm really impressed with that yeah yeah Mm. well you know i was looking around um digging around for a file folder and found Mm -hmm. these and i'm like you know this is way more interesting than just a a manila folder or or yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and i can shake it nothing falls out (laughs) um this is actually something else this is kind of a bullet journal thing. The, the old school, the old school trappers. I gotta say, I, frankly, when I was in, you know, grade school and middle school, oh yeah, trapper keeper was the thing to have. You had the trapper folders themselves, yep. and then you had the the special binder to keep them in with the folded. Yeah, no, no. Yep. No, and I mm-hmm. never actually had like the original brand name trapper. It was always a knockoff. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. kind of fun, and, and it's fun to see people's reaction when I pull these up. Yeah, and then like, the other thing about it is, Mead actually released a. Uh, like a, a device case that looks like a trapper keeper, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it has the actual folders on it or not. But it was—I was just like, "Oh my god, it's a trapper keeper!" Yeah. And I almost had to order it, and then I realized it was like iPad only, and I don't have an iPad, uh, so it's yeah. kind of a moot point. But okay, so sorry, folks, for the digression. This is just cool, I, you know. <laughs> yeah. Blast from the past. Um, an actual trapper. That's that's groovy and it's it's an action because it's mead so it's the real deal yeah yeah in this case yeah so yeah basically i'm doing similarly to the bullet journal i write things out on Mm -hmm. paper but these are actually loose leaf paper this is recycled um again i have a hard time throwing things out if there's any bit of useful life in them that's fair yeah so and as someone with a law background i Mm -hmm. do a lot of paper because you know if it's not on a screen it's on a paper you have to focus on it right um or uh uh, who was it um not to sorry to step on you there for a second but um the if it isn't written down it doesn't exist yes yeah oh yes and And then legally if it isn't literally on a piece of paper printed somewhere then it doesn't exist yeah yeah. And actually, also, also having talked to a bunch of like librarians and archivist types, mm-hmm. they are also strongly paper preferential oh, because yeah. digital formats will constantly corrupt mm-hmm. and you won't, won't realize it until you go and look for it. Yep. Whereas paper, I think, is, is just familiar and stable. Reasonably, um, yeah. 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 So I will go through and put things down on paper, sort through them on a regular basis, mm-hmm. pull out the papers that I've, you know, worked through. Um, right. 
I'll, some of these are basically lists of project related tasks. Mm -hmm. And as I go through and cross things off, I will condense them and recopy them to a brand new sheet of paper. So it looks cleaner and I know exactly what I need. Yeah. Because, oh, this one's all full of crossed off things. Now I can't really find the things I need to do. And right. Right. Yeah. So I Mm -hmm. have usually have the baseline big projects listed Mm -hmm. on my Habitica to do's. So as it gets redder, I know like I need to finish this project. I need to finish this project. Right. It is on my radar. Um, but the individual tweaky project mm-hmm. tasks and the stuff that comes up that are surprising or the things that the little sidetracks that you need to research a little bit more before you can make a decision on that mm-hmm. all goes on paper. Okay. The advantage of loose leaf paper I've discovered is mm-hmm. I can take a really complicated project, yep. find a cafe table or a dining room table mm-hmm. or a floor. <laughs> and lay it all out right. so I can just walk through it and see mm-hmm. exactly where I am physically in the project. Yeah. And that helps me figure it out spatially mm-hmm. in a way that's a lot more difficult when it's in a book. Right. Or if you're, in my case, it would be I'm in a hotel, we've been traveling or whatever. If we're in a double-double, one bed is unused, suddenly I can spread things out there. Yes. And Or if we're in a king, well, there's a lot more of king size bed than there are Ursula and I and we can spread things out there. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. also I've also seen this done digitally where you have mm-hmm. multiple screens and devices and you start putting, you know, here's your dashboard here mm-hmm. and here is your communications center and then here is the document that you're looking at right. all mapped out. Yeah, one of my coworkers has apparently a six screen array in his home mm-hmm. office mm-hmm. and I'm th- I think he does that. I I can barely keep myself focused on one, two starts to stretch it. If I had a third, I'm done. Yeah. Um, you know, and that may just be me. Yeah. But, you know, it works but, different people, different workflows, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I've mm-hmm. also seen people, like, have the thing and then turn off the monitor so they don't have to look at it all the oh, time. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. And mm-hmm. then, on the other hand, I've seen the spider... Uh, Spider Jerusalem Transmetropolitan kind of full wall of screen command center thing going. (laughs) So, yes, it is highly individual. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So what do you think the... Was that the biggest help or was that the... I think that was the biggest help. We were talking about paper. We started out talking about the biggest help. All right, yeah. So anything else in in that or or any advice someone had given you that was extremely helpful? Hmm... Advice somebody had given me that was extremely helpful. I mean, I, you know what? I usually, again, go back to getting things done. Okay. And to start basically from first principles on what you want to accomplish Mm -hmm. uh, and review that regularly. I can't do the weekly review. It was just too fast of a cycle for me. Um, It looks like my preferred period is between two and six weeks. Okay. So every once in a while I have to reset Mm -hmm. and be like, what do I want to focus on? What still makes sense? Right, right. Uh, And again, Habitica is something Mm -hmm. that forces that for me. Um, We generally tell people about it in terms of this is a productivity app Mm -hmm. uh, that just turns it into a game. Right. But really, and people get different values out of it, right? Mm -hmm. Habitica is sort of designed to be a platform in that sense. Um, but a lot of people use it as a mindfulness check, mm-hmm. right? Check That's a big in. thing I've seen, yeah. yeah. Check in, what have, what have I done? What did I really mean to do that was mm-hmm. valuable enough to me that I set it as a daily so it would right. hurt me if I didn't <laughs> right, get right. around to doing it? Um, and that is been that has been sort of the core of, of these last few years of how to get stuff out. Cool. So how do you reward yourself? Ooh, um, 
that is something I'm not very good at. Not everybody is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it is definitely something that I've had to learn because it used to be you reward yourself by success and that's not something that you can control all the time. Right. Right, right, right. And then studies have also shown that rewards really need to be smaller and more frequent in mm -hmm. order to really drive motivation. Okay. So um, I will often do things like, you know, head out to a coffee shop and work for a bit because I enjoy mm -hmm. being in that environment. Um, we weren't always in the economic position where that made sense. Right. Where that was really affordable at all. Mm -hmm. So that is something that I try to like tell myself, like, you know, you can afford to go out once a quarter right, <laughs> it's not right. gonna like you're not gonna not be able to pay your bills um there's also you know small things like we had just before not just before now had a mm -hmm. conversation about fountain pens right we did right? yeah uh, okay so yeah go small, find a new fountain pen or yeah yeah you know the the plot the the pilot varsity yes very affordable. Um, I'm working on a dollar fifty Daiso fountain pen that I actually I adore. Have to show you the fancy one that uh, Reagan Earl gave me at um, Bubonicon when I interviewed Ooh. her. So uh, yeah, that yeah. that one's that one's really cool. Yep, it's in that. No wait, one of these bags in here. So I need to organize the bags before I go because I have to figure out which bag we're taking with us to the okay. to the event. So, but I'll show you then because yeah, no, I have a. I have a little bit of a fountain pen and a little bit of an office supply problem. And so, yeah, sometimes I have to also, like, temper okay. it or reward myself with, okay, now I can go buy the the pen I want or I can buy the full range of... I have the full rainbow of Le Pens mm. here because I grew up with Le Pen and it's like, yeah. oh, I have to have Le Pens. And, yeah, yeah, so... And fountain pens are particularly interesting for me because I'll buy them and then mm. I'll hold them. Like, I cannot ink this pen until I've completed the next phase of whatever project. Okay. Right. Uh, so they are like a two-stage reward, which stretches it out a bit. <laughs> right now, I've been working on a like a platinum preppy. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, 4 mm -hmm. or $5 a pen. Mm -hmm. um, refillable, so you don't have the, the environmental guilt of throwing away a, right. a, a different pen. Um, so that's been a large part of it. Um, I also try to do things like, you know, head out to a museum, have a day okay. to myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. something that's low cost and sort of yeah no that's and, awesome yeah yeah so what about when you fail what or miss or mm. this is the hard one it is everybody hard makes one. that face too yeah. when i say what oh, oh. yeah <laughs> uh, you know it happens you you have to risk failure in order to move forward frequently because mm -hmm. um, otherwise you just kind of stay in your safe zone all the time and don't get where you need to go uh, but usually with failure, my mm -hmm. process is to try and take some time to think about what went wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but also just to recover emotionally. Okay. Right. That's a huge emotional blow. It's a drag. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you start reacting at that point, sometimes it's not, you're not going to act in your best interests. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I try to get enough space time-wise and emotional-wise to be able to assess from a more objective place. Kind of a, kind of a, uh, okay, I'm going to step away from this and then yes. I'm going to do a post-mortem so yeah. that I understand what, yeah, what, when we do our, our retrospectives uh, at work for our, mm -hmm. our sprints, we do a, what did we do well, what did we do yeah. not so well, and what actions can we take from it? And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That That is exactly it. Um, and... You know, sometimes that needs to be revisited a couple mm -hmm. times as new facts come to light, as yep. you gain additional perspectives and experience. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I think also taking the time and distance lets you forgive yourself a little bit okay. for the things that, you know, you thought mm -hmm. might have been able to handle better. Right. And also because you're then able to forgive yourself, you can move forward on mm -hmm. preparing not to do those same mistakes again. Yeah. Let's, one of my things is I try very hard not to make the same mistake twice. That doesn't mean I always succeed. Yeah. But, you know, I, I try. So, so now I already have to have to change and say it's Vicky Shu, not Vicky Sue. So, yeah, we'll work on it. Um, all right. Uh, have you got anything else to say to the listeners or any advice for the listeners? Other than go check out Habitica because it's awesome. Yes, please do. We are always happy to see new people in Habitica. Mm -hmm. um, but I think my main advice to everybody who asks me this kind of question is to really think about what is going to work for you individually because um each system that gets put out mm -hmm. by some kind of thought leader or expert in this space is really a system that's designed to them right right so mm -hmm. it's always going to need tweaks and customizations to really make it work for you right but you know start with the system mm -hmm. see where it works for you see where it doesn't work and then just adjust from there yeah our uh adjust a taste our our favorite saying on a lot of these is if someone is trying to sell you a be-all end-all system that will transform your life as long as you follow it exactly 100%, they are trying to... Well, there's that. They're trying to sell you something. If they if they presented you with a system that as long as you follow this and you follow it, you know, exact and what they are trying to sell you the system, they're not trying to actually help you. Yeah. So, well, thank you very much. Thank I will get you the open badge code since we issue Mozilla open badges. Uh, I have a badge code for I was a guest and I will make sure you get that code. So awesome. Thank you very much. The traditional handshake that no one gets to see at the end of the interview. I don't know why I do them, but it just seems like the right thing to do. So uh, Vicky, thank you. Thank you, Kevin. I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Vicky. I had a lot of fun talking to her. I had a lot of fun hanging out with her. We had a great time presenting at All Things Open in Raleigh this past week. If you are involved in open source like I am, your career is based around it like mine, or if you're just a fan, I cannot recommend All Things Open highly enough. It's a great show, and we had a great time talking to people about productivity and using Habitica in an open source world. So it was fun. It was great. Really glad we did it. Our badge code this week is Habitica. Just spelled the same as on the website, H-A-B-I-T-I-C-A, -I -I because I always try to pick something now for the badge code that's related to the theme that week. Yep. Cannot think of a better thing for that. Any further comments from 
It's a test subject. I am proceeding ahead with my... Uh, this, this is just sort of a random aside. I'm... Uh, this week, I'm supposed to go take the hunter safety class. Oh, good. But what happens is you take a proctored test, and they expect you to have taken the class online beforehand. So I'm taking the class now, and... It has been a long frickin' time since I had to study for something. <laughs> I don't even remember how to do it anymore. That was like a skill that I learned and wow. have not used in, <laughs> oh, uh, 20 years. And mm -hmm. so I'm, uh, it's, also it's just surreal because I'm like, I just want to, I, I assumed it would be like, you know, like parts of it are so obviously stupid. They're like, do you poach? Fire wildly into the air. Use safety precautions. Or, you know what, that's right. like, yeah, uh, which will I pick, oh, multiple choice gods? And then all of a sudden it's like, so this is the boar, and here is the rifling, and, you know, this is the how far a gun will fire at sea level versus at altitude. And all of a sudden I'm, like, in this horrible world of story problems right. where, you know, and they're like, which of these shotguns has a smaller choke? And I'm like, ah, i and then we got to, uh, uh, today's is um, muzzle-loading guns, yeah. which I have no desire to use and have never even particularly thought about, and which is, I'm going to be honest, basically, I'm going to write so many Regency dirty jokes now, because it's all like, this is the breech plug, and the, it, like there are a dozen things called nipples. And, yeah. you know, and the ramrod, and you have to check the powder by shoving a marked ramrod down the barrel and seeing how far it goes. And I'm like, how how are you not just, how, I, but, <laughs> uh, whoa, I, I, I need a minute to go write some Victorian era. Smut. Smut, you know, uh. Yeah, so it's a thing. Uh, and then all of a sudden it's back to, let's talk about, you know, different kinds of crossbows. I'm like, okay, I'll try. Wow. Uh, that's not the one I gave my assassin in that book. <laughs> oh, that one's really different. Yeah. Uh, and uh, although good call on me giving the assassin one in the book. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Crossbow's really useful for assassins in books. Yes. yes uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when throwing knives won't do the job. And my father actually uses a crossbow and has said he will teach me, which I see no way that will end in everyone's death. Um, and you wonder why I'm <laughs> going to be staying in bed until I get the phone call that says we got a deer. <laughs> yeah, I'd be careful too. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, and, and like all of a sudden we're like, like there are literally parts of this test I have passed because of D&D. Really? Yeah, they're like fish arrows. And I'm like, no, I know those ones. Those are the ones you put on to hunt fish with. There was a supplement in Dragon Magazine about them. Okay. Do they have bird arrows? No. Okay. And uh, the <laughs> there are charts that uh, I was screaming on Twitter last night. They remind me of Shadowrun and Battletech. It's just like the... And the... I replied when she said Battletech with the little smiley face with the hearts in the eyes. Because I never played... Emoji. Yeah, I never played Shadowrun, but... First, second edition Battletech back in the 80s. Oh, yeah, we did that. Well, they're all FAFSA properties. Oh, yes, I know. Um, or were. Yeah. Uh, I was a Shadowrun geek, but, you know. 
Anyway. Anyway, so yes, that I'm trying to study for a test, and it's weird. It's been too long. My brain is like, uh, yeah. And perhaps I will make a note that at a future episode we should talk about studying now that we're not kids anymore because it is something that comes up especially in certain professions where part of your maintenance of a certification is you have to have x number of classroom hours and earn x number of credits that way it is the now that now that i am old Mm -hmm. she says from the rarefied heights of 40 um (laughs) it is really hard for me to short-term remember a lot of these like vocabulary words and things that i would have known you know when i was in sixth grade with no problem i just would have been like yeah i just read that now i'm like i know i just read that and fuck if i can remember which one of these it is and uh whereas now i only remember things that interest me Yes. Like, I can read an article about uh, wheat rust in Asia, and I will remember details about, you know, Mm -hmm. you want to know about uh, giraffe anatomy, I will remember that. My brain will lock onto it like like the jaws of death, but uh, like parts of a muzzleloader, I'm like, boy, there sure are a lot of parts. And I still have spots where, if pushed, I could probably remember configuration variables for products from the 90s that don't even exist anymore. We were actually talking about that on Twitter just earlier. Uh, Matt Wallace was like, what are things you remember that are useless? And I'm like, I can still do the walkthrough without even thinking of the first four levels of Dungeon Master for the Amiga 500. Yeah. Just, you know, I I wouldn't even run into a wall. And... uh, and don't even I can summarize the plot of every Dragonlance book up to a certain point up to a certain that point that shames me greatly the first two trilogies only um okay well that is up to a certain point because there are a lot of Dragonlance books yes but but yeah and but try to remember a thing I just read five minutes ago there are actually techniques that maybe we can talk about later as well about Unless I have them by things. Friday, it's well, not I'm not. Gonna I'm help. not going to have them for you by Friday. <laughs> yeah. But that may be later on after we've been through some of these other systems. It, because remembering things, one of the reasons we do this, and we have tools like Habitica, and we have tools like Wonderlist, or we keep a paper journal, is because we can't physically remember all of those things. Yeah, there is a point where <clears throat> it is. Our brains just aren't wired to remember that level of detail or that idea we had at lunch because we're going to get hit with 15 or 20 more pieces of stimulus on our way back to the office kind of thing. I had a great idea in bed last night for a story, and the only reason I remember it is because I was sitting there talking to myself going, remember the goddamn story idea? And then I told you about it, so now I have to go write it down because I remember it. Because I have no recollection at all. It's it's the the uh, why does nobody listen to the to the magic sword? Why does oh, that one right. The magic right. Sword? And do you know there's actually a dating sim where for date for magic weapons now? It it hasn't come out yet. People are like, no, they have made a dating sim. Like I should have written this idea years ago, but I can still write mine. All that being said, <laughs> thank you for listening. Stormbringer Please. was way sexier than Elric. Well, everybody knows that. <laughs> 
check out our other podcasts if you are a grown-up and need some entertainment of two idiots who are going to eat <laughs> prepackaged food no matter how crazy it seems and probably discuss in excruciating length why Elric wasn't sexy and Stormbringer was check out Kevin and <laughs> Ursula eat cheap K-U-E-C there is also for those of you who like short fiction without quite such adult s- content right there yes, th- this is in fact PG uh yeah, it pretty much is. That is the Hidden Almanac, hiddenalmanac.com, where five minutes, three times a week, you get an update from the Raven Coast School of Divinity and Echo Harbor, as it were. Yes. And the law. I would suggest starting at the beginning or somewhere not in the middle of this current plot line because it, it's. Uh, <laughs> there are things, and it's a little weird. I, I believe we are in a trial of the undead with a turkey in a sack. The turkey's not in a sack anymore. Okay, and our lawyer is an is a undead used car salesman. Right, a, a revenant used car salesman. Yes. And we get a little weird when we're not doing this. Is and this, so this is the serious podcast. This is the serious, respectable podcast that normal people could listen to. You can support all of those efforts and a couple others. <laughs> <laughs> by going to patreon.com slash Ursula V, mm-hmm. which is the Patreon that pays for all of that, and this podcast as well. And you can always go to our iTunes page and put in a review, or the Google Podcast page and put in a review. We love that sort of support. You can write us either at productivityalchemy.com on the web pages there, or you can email me direct, kevin at sunny.com. S-O-N-N-E-Y dot com. And we, we love the letters. We do a letter show. We do. We'll do a... We're, I think, about two weeks out from a letter show now. So, really, a lot of fun. A lot of chances to interact. Check all that stuff out. We really love doing this. We love hearing from you. And everybody, just stay productive this week. Woo! Always with the woo. That's all I got.